0: Welcome friends, Last Guy here, and it's time for Basically a Podcast, and we're gonna do this every week, uh, for this one. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna cover them in the solos, because why? Because I want to. Because I actually like this enough that I want to do that. WandaVision, I could've done that, but I didn't. This one, I'll do it, because uh, I'm liking it. I actually, why am I doing it? Because I didn't care about Falcon that much. I didn't care about Winter Soldier that much. Watching this, I care them a lo- about them a lot more. So now I'm interested. I always appreciate that they're treating it more like a movie style here, so I'm happy with that. And yeah, it's just, you know, with Steve Rogers there, with uh, Free Chris Evans, he really just was such a big figure. They just weren't able to grow beyond just being there had some chemistry there. Like in Civil War, they had some chemistry uh, with uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. I'm like, okay, there's something there. And I think that's what they saw for why they went forward with this. Now, there are some Easter eggs I'll mention. maybe I can go down it because well I can record and I'm recording this and I can always just cut out the parts where I'm looking them up about Easter eggs. But the things I can see right now, and obviously if you haven't seen the episode, don't listen to me, watch it. No, you can listen to me. Um, Or you're just going to hear me summarize it a little bit, but not really go deep summary. I'm just going to talk about the parts. I'm like, oh, this isn't That's cool. And all those things. In the comics, there was uh, Captain America and the Falcon, which was uh, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. I read some of them. It was very much like like Lethal Weapon. It's just white guy, black guy. There's some racial things going on, but there's also just them being heroes as well. It was a lot of that in the comic. And I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of that here in the show. And there is a little bit already. There has been some racial stuff, but they're not like in your face about it, I feel. I think they are just trying to be a little subtle, where it's just, yeah, they'll point out it's, race is a thing, but it's just not, I don't think it's in your face. I really don't think it is. I think other people will say it is, but I don't think it is. So just going through it, First scene's pretty good. I liked it. The, the action scene was pretty nice. I made some crazy things that I, I assume was CG, but if you can actually do some of that stuff in, in flight, oh my God, that's pretty crazy. I don't think I'd risk anyone's lives doing it, so it's got to be CG. Also, obviously, all the flying around with helicopter stuff was CG. Like, they had to do that, obviously. And really, Falcon looked good in the CG stuff there. Uh, the wingsuits looked awful, and it's because they're really blimpy, yellow and black, they did not look good. If you're looking to see the mistakes, you could definitely see them. If you weren't looking for to see the mistakes, I think it's just those wingsuits really were not great there. They weren't really helpful to it. It's cool to see Batrock again. If you don't remember Batrock, he was in Winter Soldier. He fights Captain Falcon, <laughs> Captain America, and he just gets laid out. This is, of course, George St. Pierre, which is a UFC fighter, big legend in UFC fighting. And it's cool to see him again. They didn't do a lot of fighting, like Sam beats him a bit, he beats him back a bit, and that makes sense because Sam is not, is not Captain America. Captain America has super strength and everything. Well, not super strength, he's just peak human strength. And nobody has peak human strength besides Steve Rogers. So it was just cool to see them fight a little bit, but he couldn't just fly, uh, flat out beat him. That would be not great for UFC fans. So they have a good back and forth, and eventually, well, Batrock gets him out. And then he gets away. I'm wondering if we're going to learn more about this Vasant guy, whether he's going to be important or not, or was that just something for the action at the start? I don't know. But we kept seeing this guy on the ground reacting to everything, like, well, this is kind of funny. And, oh, it's a character they're building up. So it's a minor character they're building up named Torres, and he's okay. I assume they're going to kill him off, but maybe he's someone who becomes a character later. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with anything with this Torres guy. But he was nice. He was cool. And then they have a conversation after saving that guy from getting getting taken away from Vasant getting taken away. And then they're just talking in Tunisia and we learn the flag smashers are a thing like, Oh snap, the flag smashers are getting introduced. Okay. That's cool. Flag smasher is a character and this is, this a group of people. And I assume it's going to be the main villain is flag smasher for that. It's interesting to see that. the idea is just, there's no borders. That's a cool idea of, you know, the world together. But the reason why that doesn't work is because people like to be divided into groups. So it's not going to go too well, but we'll see how that works out. And then it's still going with Sam, and he's at the Smithsonian giving the shield away to the Smithsonian. And a couple thoughts on that. One is, it's very interesting. It's very interesting that he doesn't pick up the shield. So there's going to be a story about him picking up the shield. It's going to be a story about him taking the mantle. Him feeling like he's earned the right to be the new Captain America, or something like that. Maybe he never becomes Captain America. Here's the thing in the comics, Sam Wilson becomes Captain America, and so does the Winter Soldier. Both of them become Captain America at different points in time. So I'm curious if he's going to ever take up the mantle, or if it's just going to be like, no, I still don't need it. I can use it, but I still don't need it. I don't know. We'll see what it is as the story goes, but I am interested in that story of knowing he can't live up to the legacy of Steve Rogers, and I'm hoping it's just like, I don't need to live up to his legacy, I just need to like, make my own. I do like the mirror going on though with his family where he, it's not just Steve's legacy he's caring about. It's also his own family's legacy because while he's been gone, his sister had to do everything on her own. His sister had to raise her two sons and deal with the business, everything for five years on her own. And that is interesting to me where he has a, he has a family he has a sister and two nephews that he really wants to help out and take care of now that, and especially now that he's back, like His sister had to deal with the loss of him and other people she cared about for five years. And now he's back and other people are back, of course. And just what is the fallout of that? And that is a very big thing to appreciate about this show is we don't have the time to breathe and think about the bigger picture during the movies. Like, what is going on with the people on the ground? What is going on with just civilians? And we see that here. And that is a big thing because that's the problem with WandaVision is, we don't really get that. It's just another big incident to go through, and it was a mystery box, and the mystery box wasn't as great as it could have been. I'm su- I suppose it was fun. One it was fun, but mm, back to where uh, where the story's at, though. He's giving it, he because I'm just jumping around. He gives up the shield, gives the Smithsonian, and at no point did I re- th- realize that they were going to do something with it. I thought it was going to get stolen. He'd have to get it back, but no, that's not what happens. When that's at the end, but. He, Don Cheadle's there, and that's cool. And Don Cheadle's walking around like he doesn't have back problems, so I guess he has really good tech in his legs. And they're just talking about Cap, and I'm surprised they didn't talk about St- about uh, Tony a little bit. And I am curious, how much do the other Avengers know? Is this a secret only for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and to an extent, Hulk? Because Hulk was there, but he was hanging back. So I assume he was curious enough to go look what was going on. He might have seen Steve. I assume, but I don't know. It's always a chance he didn't see Steve. It's also a chance, uh, just Steve already showed up time travel wise, like, cause there needs to be a way for him we got there. And then maybe Hulk's on, I don't know. Part of that was a bit of a hole there, unfortunately, but to an extent, maybe Hulk knows and that's it. And maybe they didn't tell anyone. I assume the Avengers know to an extent Steve came back, but he came back as old man. Steve's retired. He's now, he's not coming back. We have the shield, something like that. Who knows? That was all interesting. Then it goes over to Bucky's side of things, and we get A Nightmare with Bucky, which is just one of his old assassinations he did. At first you're thinking maybe he's just going around getting revenge right at that moment, and then you realize, oh no, no, that was one of his old hits when he was the Winter Soldier, because he does say Hail Hydra, and we don't know why he killed that dude, and I assume we may never know, we just know he killed him, or it'll be part of the plot, who knows. But he just, he killed that dude, poor Asian dude, unfortunate. And then we see that he is in therapy, which is a condition of his pardon. And he's not really—it's not going too well. He's trying to deal with his, his past. He's trying to deal with his reconciling with the past. And you just learn that he has three things he must follow. He can't do anything illegal. He can't hurt anybody. And he has to make amends. And so that is a hard thing to do because of, well, what he's done. He's murdered a lot of people. But he's also propped up some people as well that were agents of Hydra. It was cool seeing them... I like the scene of just him doing that, doing the three rules as they're explaining it, and him not really following those three rules as he's trying to make amends, though. So he's not really following one and two as well to make three happen. He's kind of being illegal. He's kind of hurting people. And that's so he can make amends, because he, he turns in some former HYDRA agent. And then the other amends he's trying to do in this episode is he's hanging out with the father of a man he murdered. And he's trying to deal with that. And it's very interesting to see that struggle. The the inner struggle of befriending a me- the father of someone he killed. And you can tell he's, he's, he's considering telling this old man, but what would that do for the old man? I don't know how he befriended Yuri. When we first see Yuri, the old man, I thought maybe it's a World War II buddy, but I don't know, the ages might not match up correctly. And they didn't, because he's not a World War II guy. He is the father of someone he murdered. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. And it's a shame. It's a, it's, it's a real shame, of course, that he... That's the thing. Anyone who dies, anyone who gets murdered, they are somebody's child. They are someone's sibling, potentially, or cousin. Or there's somebody in this world that no longer exists. And that's something that the female character brings up, which I can't remember her name right now, but we saw from the credits she's going to be relevant later. Oh, her name's Leah. So until Leah uh, brings it up, it's like, someone who loses their parents is an orphan, Someone who loses their their loved uh their wife or husband is a widower or widower. We don't have a word for a parent who loses their kid, and yeah, it's just the word for it is sad that's really what it is. It's very sad and it was it was cute having him go on this date with Leah. that was them doing battleship as a drinking game that was pretty cute and then he just le- ditches her though, which is unfortunate and he's just still struggling with admitting and then we see the kid's picture in the in the dad's room in the dad's house and it's just yeah, in case you didn't catch it, yeah, he killed his son, and that is a demon that how can you possibly, how could he possibly get right with that? Oh, it was also cool that he mentioned he had a moment of calm in Wakanda. Like, yeah, Wakanda probably helped him, uh, feel okay for a while. But at the same time, you know, he still has all these things he did in the past, so he's not. It's not going to exercise his demons. It's just gonna make him feel okay for a while. And now he's trying to exercise his demons. Then the stuff with Torres happens, where he tries, uh, he. Runs into the Flag Steppers. That's everything really else they called the Flag Steppers. I'm looking at a summary so I can remember what I what I saw. And then he, I assume, dealt with the Flag Smasher. And they're just really strong. I'm curious what the hell that guy's supposed to be. This dude who's just really strong. And I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what that is. And then we go see just Sam Wilson. And Sam Wilson watching the news. Oh, wow, there's also the, the bank loan thing going on where they can't get a loan. And what we're getting is just five... Uh, half the population disappeared and then they came back and that really affected the world and that affected how money works. So he's not able to get a loan. And they also covered just like, yeah, you don't get paid as an Avenger. You just you rely on goodwill. I'm sure they got like maybe something, but yeah, like he doesn't have enough money to be able to pay for them because I'm sure that was the thought people were having is he's doing all this really crazy cool stuff. He doesn't have enough money to save his house, his family's house or boat. Like, how's he getting paid? And he's like, I'm sure he's getting paid with a regular job because he's still a military man. But I guess it's not enough to pay for everything. So it's unfortunate there. And then we see at the end, a new Captain America. And it's like, oh, okay. Which like, all right. Yeah, there've been multiple Captain Americas. What I can say about this guy without saying too much is he is the U.S. agent. So if you ever played Marvel vs. Capcom, just bring this up for gamers. He was U.S. agent. This guy's U.S. agent. You played Marvel vs. Capcom, that assist character is U.S. agent. That's this guy. This guy in the comics becomes Captain America, and then eventually he loses the mantle and he just becomes U.S. agent. So that's who this guy is. And I won't say too much more, because he's done a lot of things in the comics, and who knows what they'll do here. Because they have been pulling things from the comics in these things. Like, WandaVision had things pulled from the comics. Now looking at any Easter eggs worth mentioning. Yep, I remember that, yeah. So, in this, Sam is from Louisiana, which is not a bad place to put. Like, putting black people in the South is always a thing. But, yeah, I remember from the comics, he is from Harlem. And that works out for the comics because they do a lot of stuff in New York, in Captain America, and the Falcon. But really, where we think about racial things is, yeah, we thought about racial things in, like, Harlem, like, 20, 30 years ago. Now we think about a lot about the South and Black people and Black struggle there, more than we think about urban Black struggle in, like, the Northeast. So it's the right place to move them down to. Sam Wilson does have a sister in the comics. Uh, She's known as Sarah Wilson here. She's known as Sarah Casper in the comics. She was created by Stan Lee and Gene Collin, so that's cool. In 1971 is when she showed up. Oh, okay. She exists for the novelty of, I forgot about that, with the kid's saying, their uncle's Uncle Sam. She exists so that she can have sons who can call call him Uncle Sam. That's what she exists for. Wow. Oh, the ship is named Paul and Darlene, which is the name of their parents. Same thing in the comics. So, things for Bucky. Let's see here. So, Bucky does have a sister in the comics, so maybe we'll see something about that. Who knows? Apparently, apparently, in alternate universe, uh, his sister was Captain America's uh, sidekick, not him. Hmm, I don't know if I want to spoil this one. It's something about Taurus, I don't think I want to spoil that. All right, okay, so that's all the Easter eggs I want to share. The other ones might be spoilery, or... So there weren't that many Easter eggs to mention. Just little things. Any, any. There's a lot of Easter eggs in here, but I want to say them because they might be spoilers for the future for anyone who hasn't read the comics, and also me, who has not read this part that I read. Oops. That's everything for this one. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the episode two. I'm curious about that one. I'm curious when Bucky and Falcon will team up, and I assume that won't be until maybe halfway of the story. Right now, we're just seeing where they are before they converge and then team up. And then, yeah. And I like what it's here. I like that it got a movie treatment instead of like TV show treatment, because WandaVision very much was TV show treatment. Up to the end, it just felt more like a TV show. And that was partially on purpose, after all. So, you know, there you go. The good and the bad of that. The, the, the sword cuts both ways. Um, but here, they felt more like a movie, and I felt really good for that. So I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode. So there you go. That is basically a podcast solo episode. I had fun. I hope you had fun listening, and that's what it's all about, having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time.